Hello and welcome to the Skin Philosophy Edit. My name is Anna Louise Kenny and with me is Jessica Stagg. In these podcast episodes, we bring to you industry experts who have been there, done that, paving the way to help educate and build you and your aesthetic business. And this is the latest episode of the Skin Philosophy Edit. And welcome to another episode of the Skin Philosophy Edit. Today we're talking to Alana Green. Alana was a student of ours that has a very successful clinic and also she's been very successful with social media and collaborating with companies. So we brought her on here to tell her uh, her us our, her secrets so then she can share with you how she got to be so successful so quickly. Hi Alana. Hello, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. It's really exciting. Yeah, it's nice to get on and talk about everything, your experience and everything. So let's start at the beginning. If you want to go through to tell the listeners how you got into this. Okay, so I grew up around this industry and my mum actually owned a like skin clinic and she ran them for like most of her like adult life. So I really grew up knowing all about like laser hair removal and so on and it became such a subconscious knowledge that like people would ask me and I'd know the answers without actually even thinking of it as a career path. So I actually went to college in like a really small town and it was really fed to us that if you don't go to university, like that is going to be kind of like, that's what you should do. You should go to university. You won't really get anywhere without a degree. So although I wasn't entirely sure what I wanted to pursue in terms of a career, I went to university and I have done all sorts of jobs and I have all sorts of like budding career paths. And this was always like a back burner passion. I always knew about it. I was always really interested in skin and, you know, aesthetics and things like that. But I didn't really see it like as a career path because I was like, oh, well, I need to go to university. So I went to uni and then I did marketing and advertising for that first year. And I thought, this really isn't for me, but maybe it's just the course. So I stayed and got my level four and then I swapped over to law with criminology and the same thing happened. And I was like, wow, uni really isn't for me. So I took kind of that knowledge and I thought, what do I really like? What am I passionate about and what am I interested in? And it kept coming back to like the same conclusion. And I thought, yeah, I really need to start this like now. So after that, I took a year out and then I just started like working to get my money together and so on. And then um, I was started studying as well because I knew that the studying process would take me like quite a long time because it's so in-depth, especially like with skin philosophy. I wouldn't train anywhere else because it's such an in-depth course. And mm-hmm. I knew that took me a while. So I was working and then I was also like coming home at night and studying and sending off my like theory exams and things like that and doing all of like the work towards it. And I remember just like I was sat and I was like enjoying it. And I still have actually my book, which I like transferred all of the knowledge in from like the um, all of like the papers that we get with skin philosophy. And like I still read through it all the time now. Like people still come to me and they'll be like, oh, what's this? And I'm like, hold on a second. <laughs> and I'll just go to my little book, like my little skin Bible. So, um, yeah, after that, I just started like training and then I to be honest, I was able to take the knowledge from doing marketing and advertising and from doing law, like to make my consent forms, you know, make sure that they were really like in depth and really like, like locked down. And then with the advertising and marketing side of it, like obviously I was able to promote the brand and the business and reach out to different like companies and ask, did they want to work with me and so on. So I wouldn't change how I got into it, but it definitely wasn't a straightforward route. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, and then my mum like owned her own clinic. So then I'm so, so lucky. I was able to kind of jump onto my mum's clinic and the days that she wasn't using it, which a lot of people are unable to do. And I completely understand that my position is so privileged because it's such a saturated market anyway. So to be able to jump into that and be already like in a mix with people who are already in sort of the know, it made it quite like, I wouldn't say a seamless transition, but I was on the luckiest position to begin that anybody could be. Yeah, yeah. No, it was great. And so when you informed your mum that you were changing into this industry, so what did she say? Because like, obviously, I've met her and she's very knowledgeable and intelligent and experienced and stuff like that. And, you know, she knows her stuff and she's passionate about it. So when you decided that you were going to come in too, how did how did she react? So, as I say, I'd changed from one course and then I was like, listen, I'm dropping out. And my brother has a master's. So, like, Cameron is so, so smart. And Cameron loved being, like, in the field of, like, you know, sort of, like, university education. It just wasn't for me. And I really don't know why, thinking about it, but I think there was just that stigma attached to being sort of, like, a college dropout, to leave in one industry which there absolutely shouldn't be, but there was, and I was so nervous to tell them. And I remember sitting down and um, saying, like, listen, I was like, I want to leave university. I was like, but actually, I was like, I really want to do, like, what you do. And she was so, so incredibly supportive, and or as all my family was. And we'd, like, sort of discussed it, discussed avenues and routes into it. But obviously, my mum completely understood that the industry had changed a lot since she was training. And I think it... My, I think it was COVID at the time. There was a lot to do with COVID yeah. and so on. So like finding an online course which suited me and which was flexible around like my work schedule was like great. That was amazing for me because it meant that I could like pick it up and start again when like different things were going on. And yeah. um, like, and I remember like I'd get home and I'd look forward to doing it because I was finally doing something that I thought, you know what, like I want to do this. And I think a big part of it as well was like my mum was so confident in me because she knows I'm a people person. And she knows that with like an industry like this, you've got to be able to work with people. And that was one of my absolute skill sets. So these office jobs that I was sort of looking into were never going to suit me. It was just a case of, you know, going into like my early 20s and kind of finding myself. Yeah. And you're such a people person as well. Like I do really think when you're choosing to go into this industry, like being chatty, being friendly is really important. Like you can definitely build a business much easier and you can definitely chat. Yeah. I remember a while ago because I do listen to a lot of like like podcasts and things like that. And I wish I could remember where it was. But um, someone said like, you need to, you'll always be fine if you create a business where your advertisement is you being yourself. And I absolutely love that. And it resonated with it so much. And I think it was nerve wracking at the beginning doing these stories and kind of putting myself out there. And you do have that sort of fear of like, are people going to judge me? What are people going to say? Like, but then I was thinking that sort of this small town mentality, this judgment from people who people who I've not spoke to people who I don't care I couldn't name one person that I think could actually sit there and go have you seen Alana's Instagram story however like it's sort of all this mindset of like what will people think and then I was like I'm 
worried about sort of what people think around me like you know who I barely even speak to who I don't really know that well however who I'm trying to reach is literally the entire world so getting over that whole thing of you know putting yourself out there doing that extra little like bit was like quite a big deal for me as well yeah yeah it is there is definitely a stigma with this like we get so many different students from so many different industries and like the people outside the industry would be like, oh, a solicitor has come and trained with you or, you know, a scientist. Yeah. And it's like, oh, really? Have they? Like, mm-hmm. it's it's such a, it, and really, I think like this sector is so important to working with clients and, you know, making them feel good. And mm-hmm. there's so much to one side of it that's really undervalued, like how we're there to listen to them, how we're there to make them feel better. And it's really kind of, judged as a superficial market so it is hard to make that step initially but yeah, then definitely. it's like you said if it's your kind of thing if it's your bag then it really really suits you and I definitely think wherever you heard that from was really good because like that was the same with me like with the clinic it was like yeah. wasn't really me my character mm-hmm. as a brand it was more as a brand for southwest London and I didn't yeah with it as much and it was more difficult to kind of slot into that role rather than just be myself and then you know kind of develop from there um so then so you basically you finished the course and mm-hmm. then you went into um started the clinic and I, I know you were doing the days you weren't your mum wasn't doing and all of that so how did that go with doing your first clients and everything so um, I was like very nervous and a lot of my mum's clients were so incredibly supportive and they'd be like, you know, oh, like Alana started, well, obviously my name's Alana, but I go by L just because it's short, it's a bit snappy, it's a little bit easier to remember. So they were like, oh, L's starting, like I'll, I'll book in with her and so on. And there was also a lady that works like on our um like clinic next door called Lynn and Lynn was so incredibly helpful too she was sat with me while I was doing these facials and my mum was and they're saying do this do this making sure the etiquette was right making sure the timing was right and um I remember just being so nervous about the whole thing but once that first client walked through the door it was literally it it just felt something changed it just felt so comfortable and I thought wow Mm -hmm. this is really like what I'm supposed to be doing and I remember speaking to this lovely lady and we were just talking and I think being able to just talk to someone and having that natural flow it kind of took me off what I was doing in terms of like I already knew it it was the subconscious thing I was doing I was aware what the next step was I was aware what I was doing if she asked but having that natural flow of conversation took the heat off of overthinking the situation so I think that made it a lot easier yeah yeah and there is that kind of like little I don't know what it is but it's like you know where you're just like okay let's go and then once you're doing it you're like yeah. it's fine it's 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 much easier and yeah. so you're doing the laser hair removal you're doing you bought a mm-hmm. machine from a company that um you started working with then doing more yeah. patients bringing more treatments mm-hmm. yeah yeah so the brand was pure skin and pure skin have been so incredibly helpful to us as well and um I did a lot of like social posting and things like that and I would always tag the brands because like obviously you know I mean there's enough social media for everybody to go around tagging the brand it also lets my clients know what the treatment machine they're using is and the machine that we use is the pure hydro so I've gotten so comfortable with the pure hydro I feel like it's an extension of me like 
And one of my favorite things is when like there's a little bit of time left at the end of the day, and then once a month I can go and do like my like own little pure hydro, and then um also like I'll go to I have a friend I think it's Glow HQ I'm pretty sure that's a brand and she's like close to me so she'll do like chemical peels for me and so on so I'll try and alternate like the months between them if I can because I don't think I could be without the pure hydro now but um basically the way that started was I'd repost a lot of their things and they'd repost mine and then one day they messaged me saying they were doing like a whole like campaign down in Manchester and they were like would you want to be involved as though it was even a question of course I'd want to be involved and yet from there we just have established a really good sort of like like brand collaboration where like they'll repost my things when I tag them and I'll repost theirs and like they wanted to know all about sort of how I've used the pro the pure hydro and what it's done for my clinic really yeah yeah and it was great doing that work with them because it gives another like an a step that's you know oh, totally. way before that you know quite early in your career like it's great yeah I have honestly I do think about this like a lot and to be honest with you like I was saying to someone a little while ago about being a guest on this podcast and I remember seeing the podcast and I remember thinking to myself you know what one day I'm going to be on the Skin Philosophy podcast I was like manifesting it I was like I am going to be on it and I think it was only about like like a month later or so when I got the message and I was like oh now I'm gonna go on it now <laughs> and I think as well like I think reaching out and having the confidence to reach out to brands I mean I have been knocked back by brands who I've then gone to a few months later with a different idea and they've absolutely loved it and kind of in the least irritating way possible don't take no for an answer if you decide that you want something try it from every different avenue until you achieve it and I think, yeah, I think that's like definitely a big one. I mean, a brand that I'm due to be working with soon is Sinashore, which is oh, like, yeah. yeah, they're huge for me. So like, obviously we have our laser by Sinashore and being able to say that like, I've worked with Sinashore Skin Philosophy, I've worked with Pure Skin, especially because I think I've had the clinic open now for 14 months or so. Like, it yeah. all seems kind of like insane that this has all happened in the span of 14 months. Yeah, it's brilliant with Sinusure because generally they tend to do more medics. So the fact that you're ta yeah. taking, like, that's huge. That's really, really good. And that's yeah. it is such a good machine. Like, it is mm -hmm. such a good company. And, um, yeah, yeah that would be huge. So, yeah, when is that happening? Um, To be honest, it's kind of, like, on me. So, basically, with the way that the clinic is going so far, I don't just want to be another clinic because like yeah. I said before the market's so saturated and there's a lot of like like misinformation out there so you know the, no one really knows the difference between IPL diode laser but people come to me with questions that are like you know oh so why are you more expensive than other people who are on like your high street sort of thing and I was thinking about this and I took down recently all of the posts from my Instagram page and I've completely rebranded the clinic because one thing that I am very passionate about doing is destigmatizing the industry in terms of, you know, like PCOS, in terms of like women's sort of body dysmorphia insecurities. Because the more that I was in the clinic, I realized that there are women who come to me and men who come to me and these people are like, you know, they, they can be like 50 years old and they are so insecure about things that are completely normal it's just that they don't see it all that often so mm. um 
for example, like with Sinusure, this deal is basically based on PCOS. And I have a client called Melissa, who's an author, and she's incredible. And she's like, so confident and she's so funny and she's so nice but like her confidence was really being broken because of the facial hair and she was shaving like literally daily at this point and she came to me and she said that it really did obviously PCOS can come hand in hand with depression but this was adding to it because she felt like she couldn't make plans she couldn't leave the house until she'd shaved and the more that I was seeing these things and I knew this was normal being somebody who's educated within the industry and within the symptoms of PCOS whereas Melissa had it but it wasn't really a lot of education on it like and she didn't know maybe as in depth as like other people so people would go out and just go oh my gosh like a woman with facial hair whereas to me I'm like I see this like you know about like 12 times a week like this mm-hmm. is completely normal so that series is going to be based on sort of destigmatizing PCOS what goes with it and sort of you know obviously with laser hair removal you cannot completely remove somebody's hair with PCOS it is a maintenance thing but it can rapidly like decrease the like the growth acceleration and so on so that's and then I spoke to Sinashore and I spoke to about about that and I was like listen I've got you know this lady coming in and she's an author and I'm going to be there and I'm going to get you know my mom who's been in the industry for years to talk about it and get all these different viewpoints and I was like and I'm happy to in, like endorse the Sinashore laser side of it because Sinashore is a brand I believe in so wholeheartedly and I love being able to use the Sinashore machine I wouldn't swap it for the world so like the fact that I believe in it so much made it easy to endorse it as well on the series and like talk about the laser as well mm-hmm. as why I think that would be sort of the best treatment to go down for people who do have PCOS. And Sinashaw were totally on board with it. They were absolutely amazing. And, you know, they've got their representatives come in and their representatives completely endorse it. And yeah, so it's really exciting to be honest. Brilliant. That's really good. But it is, it's so much about what raising the awareness of these situations because I find people with PCOS and like even just extra hair growth not doesn't even have to be polycystic ovaries but even just yeah. excessive hair growth like people don't understand that it's quite normal we have hair it's just whether it's visible or not or whether it's excessive or not and yeah. people, I was out one time with a friend and I had another friend and we were out and we started talking about something and she was like, oh, my God, so my face is normal, as in she had full on facial hair. And I was like, it's so normal. It's completely normal. She's she nearly started crying because she had gone to her doctor. He was saying, you know, it's not a problem. You don't have polycystic ovaries. Um, It's just it's just something cosmetic. And when I was like saying to her, if you do laser hair removal, okay, you can't get rid of it, but you'll massively reduce it and control it and everything. And she was so relieved, the poor girl, like it's honestly, it's, 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 yeah, there's so much you can do with that. Definitely at the moment. Uh, Yeah, definitely. I'd say as well, like, I mean, these people that are coming to me, definitely social media has had a massive influence on the way that they feel about themselves. And I think as well, like the way that algorithms work and things with social media, if they've looked at one person who is their ideal and their perfect standard, like, you know, body type, they've got like no facial hair, they look at that one and obviously the algorithm is aware of that. So it sends them more and it sends them more and it sends them more. And then all of a sudden they're inundated with these images of what they believe to be the norm. And that norm is not the norm. It like that person most likely doesn't even look like that person. I mean, I've like 
one of my other jobs as well is like you know obviously like I've modeled in the past for different brands and so on and like the amount of times I've seen like pictures in like older jobs that like I've seen these pictures and I'm like that doesn't even like me like that yeah. isn't me like of what people would go out there and believe that it was and it's absolutely crazy yeah we were talking about that because obviously Rebecca who's our teacher she's a model as well and yeah. um, she was sharing some of the airbrushed images that companies have used of her mm-hmm. which are like completely don't look like her at all like it's it's completely different which is it's terrible to you know set those standards for people and then go yeah mm-hmm. you have to be this this beautiful you have to be this perfect and flawless and it doesn't mm-hmm. exist at all um like even now like I know it myself you know if if I have like a day where I'm tired or mm-hmm. you know I've like really tired or run down or anything god I look like a different person you know even just yeah. my, shocking like shocking um Mm -hmm. so like it is it's not putting that pressure on yourself that you have to look flawless all the time and kind of accepting you for what you are so um how's the clinic going then any tell us some examples of like really good clients or really like issues you had to deal with or that you know speaking to your clients if you came across a problem yeah I think um I think there's Honestly, like the amount of clients I have, they're all so different as well. Like they're all so, so different. Um, I think when you open your skincare brand, everybody's aware that you are going to probably come across some troublesome clients. However, like I've, I've got to say, I have no stories and anecdotes for anyone who I've ever not got on with, anyone who's ever not been great. We've had obviously people's like problems and I've came across body dysmorphia so many times. And yeah. I think it's something that you absolutely have to prepare for and you have to be sort of trained to sort of acknowledge and it can be absolutely like insane the first time that somebody comes in and you're looking at somebody who you think honestly is like beautiful and like these people are saying like oh my god I'm xy like z like you know and you're thinking wow that's really how you see yourself because that's not how anybody else sees you and having to like reassure people I think like I said, like I think you touched on it really well before and you said that sort of there is this stigma attached to the industry that it's quite like a vapid, superficial place. But I think if you speak to any sort of like any practitioner, like or any sort of, you know, like laser therapist, any even like, you know, makeup artist, anybody like that, like anyone within this industry, people come to you with their insecurities constantly. And you're, you know, you're reassuring people, you're literally like a therapist, you're hearing about people's day-to-day lives and you do care about your clients, you have the professional relationship, but it's very difficult to sit there and not care about somebody. And especially myself being quite an empathetic person, when someone's going through something, I'm like, listen, like, talk to me, tell me about it. So I think just that would be like, mainly with clients, what sort of like the situation is, like just dealing with like the body dysmorphia side of it the insecurity side of it like it's so prevalent within like especially within this industry because people are coming to us to fix what they see as a problem like yeah they see us as that solution so you do get into it and I think that was mainly like the biggest thing I'm seeing within the industry client wise yeah and you also need to make sure that your records are really kept because you know you'll definitely have someone that they're like 
they think oh this is going to treat this and it's like you have actually treated it but they still see it because it's vaguely there even though it's not really visible and taking photos and making sure explaining sometimes I've just turned away clients when it's like major major red flags yeah like I think as well taking photos because there's so many people who do not want their photo taken and yeah. you have to, you have to, you have to explain to them. I can completely understand it, but you have to explain to them, like, listen, I have to do it for insurance purposes, like, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I think I've got, I think I just got to a point where, like, I put on my consent form, uh, I was like, put like a social media clause saying, like, you will have to have your photo taken, like, do you consent to that? And then saying, like, are you okay for the pictures to be shared? And then I put like an an anonymous, I don't, even, I can't even say the word, like. Yeah, <laughs> I put that sort of clause on the bottom of it, saying like, you know, do you want me to sort of like block out your eyes or like any specific facial features? And it made it a lot easier than having the conversation because then people would pass it over. I realised like what they've said, and then obviously I explain if need be that they have to have the photo taken for insurance purposes. Yeah. But apart from that, yeah. like the social media, I think as well, it's quite difficult, especially showing laser hair removal because one of my two of my biggest like sellers on laser hair removal are bikini and underarm and underarm usually fine but bikini like it, you are obviously like it's rare to find people who will share the bikini line willingly <laughs> but yeah yeah we manage yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh what are the next steps for al green oh well uh you know what I'm one of those people, unfortunately, who will never quite be content. So there's always going to be something else. I think the skincare range, definitely. I think that was something that I would encourage all people who are in my position just starting out to kind of like do because everyone wants their own skincare range. Everybody does in this industry. And I think I was thinking, okay, well, I'm impatient and I want it now. So how am I going to do that? So I think obviously getting a formulator and things was ridiculously expensive. So I looked around the clinic and I thought, what do we sell? And I was like, we sell aloe vera. So like literally just um, like, you know, sourcing that ethically sourced, like organic, natural, like aloe vera and like being able to like find it and sell it without having to get a formulator and so on mm-hmm. was a huge because that is so popular and it is so it is really supply and demand people need the aloe vera people want the aloe vera after the treatment and have it having it there readily available for them and then all of a sudden you're on the like you know you're in the bathroom cabinet at home when like and and things like that and like you've kind of put in your brand in the house then so yeah that's definitely being worked on and we're adding more because it's like with it being a hundred percent like a natural range and things like that like it's all as I say completely legal and it's completely like ethical morally and things like that and being able to do that and I think with aloe vera as well it was such like an easy go-to because it has so many uses like you know like it's like you know antimicrobial and things like that so like it's just got an incredible amount of uses so it's things that clients will come back and use often and trying to keep that eco-friendly as well so offering like refill packages rather than just constantly giving out more packages to people there's definitely more collaborations that I'd like to do in the future there's like a few different brands and things and ideas that I'm working on at the moment and I think keeping consistency towards the Instagram and like say like promoting this message of like destigmatization and so on like all of them and eventually like you know there's other ideas like I would like to sort of like take more people on like become a training academy and I definitely want to do more treatments with skin philosophy microneedling and chemical peels are absolutely the next things that I'm going to be working on with you guys so I'm really excited to start that 
yeah there's there's so much you can do like that's why I love this industry because there are yeah. so many things you can do and it is you know it's all about developing and growing and planning your way and like mm-hmm. you said the aloe vera is a great idea and developing yeah. your own skincare so you're getting people onto your brand and associating with you and everything is so mm-hmm. so good and yeah. people find it daunting at the start they're scared they're like oh I could never do that how do I do it and yeah it's not easy but like mm-hmm. it's doable everything's doable yeah. I think um I was talking to someone about this the other day and I was saying like you know I've got like this plan and this plan and I want to do this and you were like it sounds like you know that sounds really difficult and I was like well everything's difficult but it's not impossible so if like you can always find a way around like literally anything and if anybody can like my mum will agree I am the person who will always find a way around to get what I want but um yeah I think with especially with obviously like you know the new legislation going in towards the aesthetics industry I think that's like really important for all like people within this industry to keep an eye on and make sure they're up to date with and there's definitely qualifications I'd like to get in like before this goes through just for my peace of mind to know that like okay right this is secure this qualification secure rather than like doing anything and putting it off yeah 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 no you're better off that's what a lot of people they're like oh yeah I'll do it next year and then it's like they forget about it mm-hmm. you know even small things like I I meant to you know anaphylaxis course and stuff like that and it's just like right mm-hmm. just get it done because like all of this education and training and qualifications is needed and it's just going to get harder and harder to have yeah but definitely. no it was that was really good Alana thank you so much for sharing all of your information um I'm sure all exactly. everyone that's <laughs> Yeah, it's one to take off my goal list so thank you guys I'm honestly really excited about it no no it's great it's because you're doing so well with it and you should be proud of yourself and your mum should be I know she's really proud of you anyways Um, but it's it's it is it is really good it's really good to see how successful you're being so quickly it's great thank you it's to be honest it has been like really crazy like in terms of sometimes like I mean I've got like a little like post in my room and all that and obviously like I mean because um you know like those little like the awards and things like you know the great British hair and beauty stuff and things like that and that was in the newspaper and I remember at that point I'd worked with pure skin and I'd done all these collaborations and I remember looking back and thinking like oh wow like it's been quite a busy year really hasn't it and I don't know it's all just kind of crazy but I mean I definitely would like to collaborate like on like through socials with skin philosophy like more definitely I mean you guys are like my goat like you're at small time <laughs> like you know I'd definitely like to work with you guys more if you're up for it yeah 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 definitely definitely 100 percent. yeah but it's 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 good because you've that charismatic personality that you're able to develop all of that kind of stuff quite yeah. it's and that's what people have to do is like get out of their personality and just get kind of get into that role play of like reaching out to people, making relationships with people, to, you know, not afraid to like follow up with them or push your case or, yeah. you know, anything like that. And then just being confident and nice within yourself. That's mm-hmm. obviously got to do with like, you know, how happy you are as a person and everything like that as yeah. well. I think with the social media as well, because my mum obviously, with the industry of what it was, it used to be such a private industry laser. And then I think when it came to like everyone shared everything, the Kardashians and so on, and then everyone was like, oh yeah, I get laser. But my mum has gone down a storm on my social media. Everyone loves it. Like, because I think it's like, I don't know if you'll have seen it. It was a while ago. Like, every time I do a video, she'll walk in and be like, Lana. And I'm like, 
<laughs> this long, please. Like, and it's like that. You, it's always the one take I got right up till then. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and but yeah, no, everybody loves my mum on the social media. She's like a little guest star. <laughs> but see, the thing is, is it's also like the down to earth homeliness of your mum. Do you know that kind of way? It's like it reminds yeah. people of like it's not all you know a layer of superficialness it's like it's this is my mother and I work with her and she's great and she knows her stuff and like it really it brings it brings back all of your branding as well like yeah you've developed your knowledge and skills from being Mm -hmm. in with her and having that knowledge since you were young and seeing her work so it is it's inspiring for people to kind of see that so it's good Mm -hmm. it's really good yeah I think as well like it's one of them I think there are I wholeheartedly recognize the fact that realistically would I be in the position I am now without my mum's absolutely not even a step up like a launch up like you know would I have been able to afford the rent would I have been able to afford the laser no god no no way so I think like whenever things do get kind of difficult I think wow you've had such a leg up you cannot fail like you've had more than most people like really ever get in the first year like there's in my mind I'm just like it can't fail so we've got to just try it this way instead and just keep going through every single alternative until I get what I want yeah yeah. well that's the thing it's not letting get into you like there's always bad days and you know down days and all of that kind of stuff and it's like Mm -hmm. it is you know saying to yourself right um it's this isn't an option failing's not an option like that was never option and Mm -hmm we're just going to have to figure way another way around it and that's a real key to succeed in like someone yeah. I remember when I set up the first business one of my best friends was like but what if it doesn't work and I was like and I was like yeah. it's gonna work but if it doesn't uh, I'm not gonna die that's it minute I work with a brand called Merakilo Fitness so me and my I work for my best friend who owns a gym brand and literally like I well I'm the executive director of it so I'm like you know right hand man and blah 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 and we took it over from somebody else and it's still in the very early stages of being like our baby of what we want it to be and like people keep saying to us well you know well what if whatever and we're like that just isn't an option like there's no point talking about it because it's gonna work we just don't know how yet like it will work (laughs) but yeah Yeah. determination yeah yeah but yeah, well, thank you so much for having me anyway. It's been like really no great. It literally problem. is one of my bucket lists. So <laughs> no, thank you so much for coming on. And everyone will will love this because it's really a good show of ex- what you can do if you put your head to it and just don't say no and keep going. And it really shows like how much you've done within the last 18 months. And it's brilliant. Well done. Yeah, yeah I think it, yeah, it is. It's just one of them about being like stubborn about your goals, but flexible about your approach, like 100%. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Wise words. That would have been a total quote moment, so...